Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. How do, lads? Right, can we just loop that for the next hour and we're done? <laughs> so, yeah, we won't lose any listeners that way. Is that an English thing? Am I just missing something here? Or That's a very English thing. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Do you want to explain what the hell that was for the American listeners? Or? Just a laughing policeman, innit? Oh, the laughing policeman. Okay. It's a song, and, I, and I've checked, it is public domain as it is 98 <laughs> years old, so we're covered Ian, you're welcome. All right, so Thank it's you. about as old as Ian. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I figured just loop that, um, and that does us for Liverpool and Brighton this week. I Job see. Done. Strap in this week, boys, you're going to have to take your fucking medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we're usually so nice to those supporter groups. Yeah, and if you think we're talking about Newcastle Burnley this week, you can get to fuck. <laughs> But I have notes. I have pages of notes on Newcastle Burnley. You mean I wasted time taking those? Pop it, pop it in my pigeonhole, mate. <laughs> that's for part two. That's the uh, that's the Patreon stuff. In a bin, any bin. <laughs> yep. Thank you for joining us. If you are joining us for the first time, we uh, are nominally a Premier League podcast, but as you will shortly see, we talk a whole lot of nonsense um, and some fantasy and some Nissler stuff and jokes and whatnot. Uh, lots of stuff about socks. But also, um, if you are coming back, thank you for coming back. We love you. We uh, are happy to have you always. In our lives. And our hearts. All right. Well, let's get right to it then, because there's quite a bit of stories this week to talk about. So we'll start off, as we always do, with our rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. First Story this week, gentlemen, an Arsenal Hall of Fame to be announced in March. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I misread that. It's the Premier League Hall of Fame, first inductees to be announced in March. The Premier League is launching a Hall of Fame. Two players will be inducted initially alongside a short list of nominees for future inclusion voted for by fans. Oh, I see why you got confused there that it's the Arsenal Hall of Fame. So, oh, well, it will yes. be, yeah, basically. Arsenal and Man United, and that's about it. Yeah, they love themselves a Twitter poll. Yeah, whenever there's anything on Twitter or online, the Arsenal media machine, and by media I mean little pleb idiots online, they just go fucking mental for it, don't they? I'm they pretty sure Adam, Adam would have started listening this week and thought, hmm, Arsenal didn't play, so, <laughs> you know, they can't take the piss. Oh, first item, here we go. Did Arsenal not play? They did not play this week, no. Still managed to get in a dig. Good work, yeah. Oscar. <laughs> there's, more, there, there's more to come too, I'm sure. That's how irrelevant they are. I actually forgot that they hadn't played. So, <laughs> um, but let's so let's talk about this Hall of Fame though. So, um, obviously, other than Arsenal, Mark Arsenal face, who's going to be inducted in those first two? Who would you put? Uh, let's start with Ian. Who are you going to put for your first two in there? I probably, having said what I just said a minute ago, would put Thierry Henry in there. Okay, uh, I think, and I'm not just going to name Arsenal players, but I think. Yeah, he was he was something else to watch. I I enjoyed. I mean, that was my sort of uh, peak pub football watching was watching the uh, Arsenal team with Thierry Henry in it, and any Man United Arsenal game of that era would always be a fucking tear up, and I'd absolutely love it. But uh, yeah, Thierry Henry was something else. His goal scoring record is unbelievable. So 
having slagged them off, I'd immediately go for an Arsenal player. All right. And who's your second? Uh, well, I don't want to steal him off you, really, but I think probably Frank's got to go in there as well, to be honest. Hey! Wow, I really thought I was going to be the only one who said that. No, I think I think Frank's... I think that's fair, to be honest. I, I always... I always liked, preferred him to Gerard anyway. I just think he's a more intelligent well, that, footballer. That's just because categorically he was better. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he's like fifth all time for goals and fourth or third all time for assists. So, like, if you're in the top five for those both categories, like, to me, that's first ballot, like one of the first two in right away. And he's the reason we have goal line technology. <laughs> yeah, also exactly. That. Yeah, yep, they can yeah. have a little plaque next with a picture of that. <laughs> And, I mean, he was fantasy gold for years. Absolute fantasy gold. You had to have him. I can't even... I wasn't playing yet back then. I think my first season would have been like 2011 or 2012. Um, And 2010 must have been just like an amazing year for him because he had... Must own, yeah. Like, yeah, just like 20 goals and 20 assists, I think, that year. All right, what about you, Chuck? Who are your two? Uh, Yeah, after slagging off Man United. uh, (laughs) uh, Ryan Giggs. Oh, give it Giggsy. (laughs) Give it Giggsy. Man's won the most Premier League titles, makes sense. And has about 850 appearances or something stupid. And the man himself, Alan Shearer. Yeah, oh God, that's a good shout, yeah. Most goals, most trophies, done. Finn, out. Not bad, not bad. I also, I never saw him play, um, but from everything I've heard from everyone ever, it would be insane not to put Alan Shearer in. Yeah. So I'm going to have to give that spot just, just sort of conceding to the powers that be in that. Alan Shearer was like, if, so he had similar injury problems to Harry Kane, right? But it's like if Harry Kane had the injuries, like now, and was still banging in 20 something goals a season, easily. Nice. He played for Newcastle, right? Blackburn, Newcastle. Well, Southampton, Blackburn, Newcastle. Yeah. Those are not teams you would want to play for today. (laughs) It felt like Alan Shearer was like, when Vardy's top of his game, Alan Shearer was like that all the time. So was he fast? Yeah. Was he skilled? Was he strong? A, like, I think just a hell of an eye for goal. Gen- he was one of those strikers that would, if you want to go down a sort of stats route, he wouldn't need the XG or whatever to score a goal. Like he just had a he had a very good eye for goal. Yeah, he was very fast, but had to modify his game due to the injuries. But Ian's Ian's nailed it. He would just score any type of goal whenever it didn't matter. Didn't matter if it was scrappy with the head, left foot, right foot. <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, it sounds like there's two votes for Shearer and two votes for Frank. So that basically is who we're putting in. So let's move on to the next story then. Uh, Let's see. What do we want to do next? Let's do a really, really sad one for Chelsea. Uh, FIFA has announced that there will be new regulations on the amount of players that clubs can loan going into effect next fucking season. FIFA has proposed new regulations that would mean clubs could only have eight Eight fucking loan deals per season, both in and out what? of the club. You mean Chelsea will actually have to play their players? <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean for Lucas Piazon? <laughs> it's the question on everyone's lips. Gee, we're finally going to have to sell him. <laughs> the guy's still on the Chelsea books. It's been like 12 years. Move on. My, uh, Move on. my FIFA career mode is going to be very realistic going into <laughs> next year because the first thing I do is just mark like 40 players for sale when sell. I come in. Sell. Two seasons ago, we had 49 players out on loan. Jeez. That's not even out and in. That's out. <laughs> oh, Chuck Spit take. There we go. Yay. I Love even knew that. I even knew that that was a thing and spoke yeah. to you about it this week. And and But it still makes me laugh. Two squads worth of players on loan. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had 49, now it's 28. 
Um, and then next year, I guess it's going to have to be eight. So fire sale on our old Chelsea players. Get them while they're hot. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of players out of contract when they get released and paid off. Absolutely. Hopefully Ross Barkley can be one of them. <laughs> I, I started a new career mode and I didn't even transfer him. I just released him from his contract <laughs> so he doesn't play for anybody anymore. <laughs> Fuck off. It does say that it's for international loans, so I don't know if there are going to be any regulations about domestic stuff. I haven't heard anything about that. And you've already closed the news tab, so you can't check anymore? (laughs) No, I did not. I kept it open. It says that individual leagues would be given three years to implement similar rules for domestic loan deals. So I guess they're saying you have to. But apparently the Premier League states that clubs may not register more than two players on loan at any one time anyway. Domestically. Domestically, yes. Um, So that's insane. Next story, Manchester City appeal against their European ban registered by the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Uh, Man Man City's appeal against their two-year ban has been registered. The Premier League champions were also fined 30 million euros. City chief executive said that the breaches are, quote, simply not true. Yeah. (laughs) And close that tab. Let's make jokes about he thinks it's not true. (laughs) Like... What, what do you even do to that? Move on. Yeah, Done. Yeah, we'll, we'll all find out very, very soon, won't we? Yeah. Do we think that it'll be a successful appeal? Do we think that they'll get, like, get it pushed Chuck, back Chuck's, while it's being heard? Chuck doesn't think it's going to happen. It's not happening. Ban's not happening. No, none whatsoever. Doesn't matter anyway. Coronavirus comes in, no competition. <laughs> <laughs> Job done. Well, speaking of coronavirus, our next story... Uh, Juve and Inter Milan among five Serie A matches postponed. Matches at Udinese, AC Milan, Parma, and Sassuolo have also fallen victim to the outbreak of the virus in Italy. The games were initially going to be played behind closed doors, but Serie A took the decision on Saturday morning to call them off entirely. All five fixtures have been rescheduled for Wednesday the 13th of May. As a consequence, the Coppa Italiano, which was scheduled for the same day, has been moved to the following week, etc., 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 uh how's everything over there with regards to coronavirus are people flipping out people are flipping out and are we yeah i think i've seen about like both mine and kel's company that we companies that we work for have sent numerous emails about coronavirus and stuff and it's just like calm the fuck down also i work in a news organization which is ramping it up for Uh, no good reason (laughs) But yeah, have you started pre-recording any uh, obituaries? Uh, we do that all the time. Virus? We do that all the time. Anyway, uh, have I told you about the time we were rehearsing uh, Prince Philip dying, and uh, the cleaner came in the room and dropped the bin <laughs> in shock that Prince Philip might have died? <laughs> Didn't Parliament tell you guys like not to travel? I remember reading that in passing on Twitter, which could have been just totally no, no, up, no, but... not no. There's no travel things yet. No one's telling that. me nothing. <laughs> Well, they didn't like put a ban in, but they were like, we strongly advise you to not go anywhere. That's just Brexit. That's just Brexit because they <laughs> yeah, don't want people to see how good it is outside. Like, no, 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 don't go. We're just don't not allowed. go, stay. No, there's no travel bans yet. We're, it is a strong advice to not travel to China and, you know, Hong Kong, I think, and other places. But that there's no like official advice. And this is all partly my fault because I'm going to Northern Italy in five weeks. So I should never have booked. Well, allegedly, <laughs> maybe yeah, not. This is literally my fault. I love a cancelled holiday. Right, because last time you tried to fly somewhere, wasn't there a volcanic eruption that stopped <laughs> no, you? No, that, that wasn't me. I couldn't. I, I was on the plane to go to Prague and that was cancelled because of the weather. Uh, I booked a, a holiday to Cyprus with Thomas Cook, and that was cancelled uh, because they went under. They went, 
<laughs> yeah. And now this. I've got like, it's literally just two days in northern Italy and some towns are on lockdown and you can't get in or out. <laughs> so, Well, you won't have to wait for any restaurants, right? You get right in. Well, I mean, you have to wait for staff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't not feel like the first 20 minutes of Shaun of the Dead. I'm just saying. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The news stories feel eerily similar. We're all like, it's fine. Oh, I was looking at the data and it's like fully just straight up like exponential growth. Like I could put an equation to it. It's like <laughs> perfect fit, which is very scary, but like whatever, it's fine. Ah, I'm all ready for the zombie apocalypse. Let's go. Yeah, I've been training. I've been training. My only worry is that because it's Europe now and it's traveling everywhere that Euro 2020 is cancelled and that would be a shame. Because oh, it was coming home as well. It was coming home now. Uh... If we were hosting the final, does that just automatically mean we win? Um, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think so. Ian thinks so, and you don't. So that's two to one. So and democracy's always right. Look, I just hope that the coronavirus gets bad enough that Liverpool can't actually get their title. I mean, <laughs> look, like... I've been the one sort of person on this podcast going, "Come on, it's good to see. It's fine." You know, I don't necessarily hate Liverpool. This is this is good to see such a crazy run. I would love it if coronavirus like cancelled <laughs> this Premier League season just because the you know the slip and everything and then just something so cataclysmic on the one season that they're absolutely running away with it that would be yeah. beautiful chaos. Are they right? I mean, pretty sure they got destroyed this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> save it, save it. We'll get to that. For what we're there. Uh, we're there. A, so I guess uh, official stance of the podcast is that we are pro coronavirus. <laughs> That seems to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's just move on from that. Chuck, you'll really like this one. Neymar, the PSG forward, can go to the Rio Carnival after all. Neymar is once again free for a carnival selection due to the con- cue the conspiracy theories. Neymar posted on Instagram on Friday. This is Friday last week. Yeah. Uh, this year that he would repeat not, not be attending. But then he proceeded to get a yellow card, a second yellow card, get himself sent off in the 92nd minute, meaning that he will now be suspended and be able to attend the fe- the festival. Let's see. In 2015, he was suspended um, for Barcelona, also around his sister's birthday. 2016, suspended. 2017, muscle issue that saw him ruled out for his sister's birthday and the festival. 2018 and 19, he was at home recovering from metatarsal injuries. And etc. BBC did throw in that, however, we are not for one moment suggesting that Neymar purposely got himself sidelined so that he could attend the carnival. <laughs> That's not the whole existence of the story is framed around that, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and he did samba off of the pitch <laughs> as he did it. And I'm pretty sure there were beads being thrown down to him as well. At what point does a conspiracy theory just become written Truth. fact? Yeah. Five is five six years on the bounce. I is think that, it should is be. I enough? think that's just evidence, isn't it? Well, keep yeah. your eyes out for him smashing mummy. Oh. I know it's like, oh hmm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he put it out there. It's not. It's not Chuck's <laughs> fault. He, he smashed his mummy. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so we got Neymar, we got Flat Earth, and we got the moon landing was a hoax. Any other ones that are like definitively true and no longer just theories? Or? Oh, Australia's not, still not real. Well, that's part of Flat Earth. We, we all agree with that, obviously. <laughs> Dave, you're just an actor. You're probably in Kansas somewhere. Stop pretending. What is that accent? All right, well, that should do it for the news stories then. So let's, uh, let's get to the fixtures because there's some fun fixtures this week. You guys uh, ready to jump in? Yeah, indeed. I mean, let's, let's pull out a listener question from my hole a little bit early. An early release from Ian's hole. An early release, <laughs> indeed. Um, 
Alex Sampson got in touch. As you all hate Liverpool and Arsenal, are you happy Liverpool didn't beat Arsenal's run of unbeaten games? So he's talking about the invincible season, obviously. Are we happy that Liverpool haven't achieved that? I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chuck literally started with a laughing policeman. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I hate Liverpool way more than I hate Arsenal. Arsenal are funny to laugh at, but like they haven't been an elite team this entire time that I've been watching the Premier League. Like, the last time they won a title was 2004. I started watching in 05. Oof. It's been 16 years since they were at the same, like, high, high level, whereas Liverpool have been in and around the conversation. Wait, though. they didn't get... I'm pretty sure they were playing for a fourth-place trophy every year. Is that not <laughs> Is that not a thing, that they didn't win that yeah. a lot? I tweeted their places, and it was like third, fourth, fourth, third, fourth, fourth, second, third, fourth, fourth, fifth, sixth, and now in tenth. So, like, <laughs> they've had one second-place finish... And the second place finish was Leicester's year. So no, I'm like Arsenal are a fucking joke. They're not like actually like I laugh at them, but I don't have a passion for hating them the way I do Liverpool. I fucking hate Liverpool. How have so we got much. this perfect opportunity to laugh at Liverpool and we're digging so far into Arsenal? Because they were shit. They were <laughs> dog shit. They were absolutely dog shit. Awful everywhere. Chuck, do you want to guess their XG? Fuck all. There was one <laughs> there was one in front of the box scramble and there was one speculative shot from Lalana which came off the post in the match like that was it that was what the entire highlight package had yep. mm-hmm. of Liverpool so what do you think that adds up to I don't know like one point no sorry as in point one point two yeah point two the XG on that <laughs> one was 2.7 to 0.2 by understats model there are different models that have different numbers but they were all in and around that range so 3-0 is not at all like that's exactly what it fucking came down to. Like they got fucking wrecked. Off off the back of twenty-nine percent possession for Watford. <laughs> I told you Oscar, possession football is dead. Losing De Lafeo to a horrific knee yeah. pop that you could feel through the screen. Like Oof. that was that was very much the car slowing down for the car crash moment watching that. Like I didn't want to, but just uh, hopefully he gets a speedy recovery. Because he was he looked electric for the first part uh, when he was in. Our uh, our preseason fantasy sleeper pick, De La Feo. Was, was he? Yeah, yeah. Remember I was like, I ran the numbers on last season and I was like, he's actually the best value player and then he didn't do shit for like two months. <laughs> no, no. Fair enough. He's merc- mercurial is the adjective. Um, which means he does fuck all for ages. Um, but yeah, like credit to Watford. They made the most of it and I'm pretty sure now... I'm not going to say it's exclusively that Dejan Lovren was back in the team. <laughs> but I'm going to say like 75% of it was that Dejan Lovren was back in the team. Because Troy Deeney must have seen the team sheet and just thought, wicked. <laughs> this is going to be a good day. And lo and behold. Yeah, man. I don't know what happened to them. Like They were all crap. All they crap. They couldn't create anything. Trent. Awful. Yep. Like he's not a good defender anyway. He gets away with it because they have a very good defensive midfield. Right. He's basically a central mid playing at right back. You know, not having player of the season Jordan Henderson in there. <laughs> Fuck you up, right? So Trent Alexander-Arnold, awful. Van Dyke was crap. Lovren was woeful. And Robertson didn't really defend anyway. So you've got those four. Ismail Assar was immense. Yep. Immense. And should have had a hat trick. And could have had more goals. It was lovely to watch. 
Ian, you twenty nine percent possession. <laughs> <laughs> the point two xG is so great. Like, because I've spent all season being like they overperform, they overperform. They're so annoying. They're not actually the best team. Whatever. But like, point two. They're a much much better team than that. Like, it, it was crazy to watch. Like, they they just all at the same time had an off day, and it was fucking delightful, because I'm so glad that I don't have to spend the rest of my fucking life hearing Liverpool, Invincibles, Liverpool, the greatest team of all, like, fuck off. The unbearable. I'm so, so happy. Ian, you don't hate them as much as the two of us, right? So, like, where are you at on this? I'm really genuinely between two things here, because I wouldn't have necessarily minded seeing an invincible season as impressive as it looked like it was going to be. And also, props to uh, Match of the Day for not cutting out the commentator saying beforehand. And it very much looks like Liverpool are going to uh, continue that run today Mm -hmm. because usually they cut that shit out and they didn't. They left it in just to embarrass him, which I enjoyed. But um, I am here for it being ended so spectacularly. I mean, Watford uh, 19th, or were... They were 19th. They're now out of the relegation zone for okay. the first time in, I'm going to say, four months. <laughs> yeah. So they probably were. Probably longer, actually. Probably about six months. Yeah. So they were 19th. To see them end it 3 0 and not, like you say, not stealing a win, absolutely earning a win. That, oh, yeah. That was, it was spectacular. Crushing. Yeah. It was spectacular. So I'm, I'm perfectly happy for it to be ended in that sort of style. I thought Liverpool were properly complacent with this one absolutely i think the only way that it could have been more enjoyable for it to end was if they got like really severely burn lead <laughs> but like right, this okay. is a pretty good alternative you know what i mean like it's not like it was a close match yeah, and they just, i think this is actually better i, I think I, I prefer this. this feels yeah. better Nah, for the lulls, man. Imagine if it was like the other XG, like they had the 2.8 and Watford had 0.2, but they lost like 1-0 to an own goal in the 93rd minute. Nah. You know what I mean? Like Watford doesn't even get a shot off, but they just get an own goal. The most shithouse team in the league, apart from maybe Burnley, not shithousing a win (laughs) is just fantastic. Like yeah, thoroughly that enjoyable. amount of XG and those good chances. I mean, there, there must have been something in the air this week because watching through most of the football, there's not really much to talk about. I mean, there will be a, a half an hour section about Jordan Ayew being the greatest player in the world <laughs> in a little bit. But on Friday night football, you had Norwich beating Leicester. Yep. Uh, cue the jingle real quick. Oh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. Burnley of the week. Yeah, we had 1-0 to Norwich uh, on 0.6 to Leicester's 1.5. So thoroughly, thoroughly undeserved. And Brendan Rodgers claiming after Ian Acho's goal was disallowed because it hit his hand, well, I'm not really sure what the ruling on that it should be. He's like, yes, you do. (laughs) There's been enough discussions about VAR this season and handballs. Pretty sure you've been involved in some of them, Brendan. Well, if you were doing that interview, would you not be able to stop yourself going, well, it's uh, it's handball, Brendan. <laughs> 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 I don't really understand what he's getting out there, but yeah. That's what losing to Norwich on a Friday night will do to you. Norwich. Norwich. Beat Norwich. <laughs> Norwich. Norwich is staying up. That's it. It's happening. <laughs> it's on. It's fully on. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> uh. God, what are they at? They're 92% to go down, so I strongly doubt that'll happen. They're only six points off. There's a mire of tick, because, you know, we say this, right? So this week you had, so Norwich beat Leicester, which is 20th versus third. You had 
Watford beat Liverpool, which is 19th against first. Bournemouth, I mean, Bournemouth just always do well against Chelsea now. That's just it. Yep. Newcastle, Burnley. <laughs> actually, edit that bit out. I said we weren't going to mention them. Fuck them. <laughs> um, West Ham getting a win. And all the teams higher up in the table just drawing or not really doing much. Uh, but it's that's like basic probabilities, though. Like, if they were in 18th and six point behind... Sure, that's highly doable, but they'd have to catch three teams from, like, a lot of Yeah, but look behind. at the teams! Yeah, but not all <laughs> of them are going to slip up at the same time as each other. Like, it's just very unlikely that they'll be able to... They'll, they might end 17th, or no, wait, that would get them up. They might end, like, 19th or 18th, <laughs> but they will... It's very, very hard to catch that many teams. I mean, Newcastle, three points out of five games. Brighton, three points out of five games. West the Ham, teams are all four crap, points out of five games. But they'll stumble into some points. Like, one of them will stumble into points. Believe! <laughs> Get Norwich up there. I will say from the Leicester perspective of this, it was nice to see them underperform for once because they've been overperforming all fucking season. So, like... Uh, no, Vardy. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Anything about Chelsea? No? You want to talk no. about that? You want to talk about how Marcus Alonso somehow isn't still a winger? <laughs> <laughs> He's not a fucking defender. He doesn't seem to know that the way he plays, but... <laughs> No, I mean, what? He, he he is, I think, one of the best left wingbacks in the world. So since we switched to the back three again, he's been shining. He's a horrible, horrible left back. But he is, like, truly a specialist and fantastic left wingback, right? But other than that, I mean, I just wanted Ruben to play. He didn't. So there wasn't much going on there. I, it's annoying that Bournemouth drew with us. But we didn't even really get – like, we didn't get punished for it, right, by the chasing teams. Uh, yet again no, no that's true we that's keep dropping true. points and then they also drop points the same weekend <laughs> it's as us, so such like, a cavalcade of shit <laughs> yeah at this point I'm just waiting for Ruben and Chris and Pulisic to come back in because Chelsea are still 70 68% to go you know into Champions League and it's the same stories over and over again we have a lot of injuries we'll be better hopefully once those injuries come back once Conte is back once Tammy's back once Pulisic is back once Ruben is actually playing Jorginho suspended for the next two matches so that's not great but, you know, that kind of coincides at the same time with Ruben being healthy enough to at least play a little, hopefully. So, yeah, I don't know. Not much on Chelsea. But let's go ahead and take it to your fixture, Chuck, because on Saturday what morning, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll love this because it's a, a bonkers, bonkers XG line. First of all, Crystal Palace 1, Brighton 0. You love to see Ooh, that. Oh, is that a thing? <laughs> Severely underperforming for both teams. Palace on 2.2 XG, only scoring yeah. 1. And Brighton on 1.9 scoring zero, so neither of those teams can finish for fucking anything. Brighton couldn't finish their fucking dinner. It was ridiculous. Like, Guaita had eight saves, yeah. but they were all from, like, perfect chances, one-on-one, -on -one, only the keeper to beat. And they just booted it straight at him. Yeah. And putting the rivalry aside of what has now been picked up off a goof, as the, the name is El Gatwicko... Um, which has been picked up by BT Sport now as calling that. It's better than the M23 derby, which just isn't a thing. It was just an amazing game of football. When, when you look back, I know it's easier through the veil of winning, yeah. but it was it was an actual competitive end-to-end. -end wild shit is going to happen. Both teams had phases where it was like, how have you not scored? 
goalkeepers pulling off no, excellent it was, saves. It was watching the watching the game going, how are these two Premier League? That's what it was. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Bit rich coming from fucking Peterborough. Well, here. I'm not claiming to be anything, but... Uh, it looked like an MLS match. That's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it was A-League-esque. Um, don't care, mate. Three points. Yeah. Goal. Clean sheet. Thank you very much. Jordan Ayew. Seven and goals. you may well have relegated Brighton. They are now... Very All the results close. went against them. This is what is so good. This is what is good. And it makes me happy because I, for years, right, being a fan of a club like Palace, and maybe, Ian, you have this as well, being Peterborough, it's always about looking below you in the table and hoping they don't do well. Yep. But now, because of where Palace are, there's like seven teams above that can't win for shit. <laughs> that it's like, actually, can we look up the table a bit? Can we? Palace for fourth, it's back on, babe. <laughs> Palace for fifth. It needs to be Palace for fifth. Palace for, Palace fifth. for okay, fifth. Yeah, as long as you're behind us. <laughs> but yeah, Brighton stick into this really good kind of passing form of football, but putting a six foot seven central defender as their left back and him being the one putting in the crosses was a bit fucking daft. Uh, it was it was highly entertaining. I was like, I got up. I was a little cranky to get up. Like, I don't always want to wake up for the Saturday morning match, right? It's like 6.30 for lineup, 7.30 for the actual kickoff. And, but I was like, okay, I have to watch this. It's Palace versus Brighton. We're going to talk about it on the pod. Or we're not going to talk about it at all. <laughs> yeah, it could have gone one of two ways, yeah. <laughs> but either way, I need to have seen it so that I, I can either celebrate with Chuck or make fun of Chuck brutally. <laughs> but I was glad I woke up because it was fucking hilarious. It was high comedy. Like, just, it was entertaining in every possible sense of the word. They were great up until the last kick. And then the shots were fucking <laughs> terrible. Oh my god, uh, thank you for that, Palace. It's not often, you. You, you, a substitute got booked. There were flares, <laughs> oh, I forgot like... about that. Oh my god, truly, truly top bants. I know you hate that <laughs> phrase, but like, this was the match of banter. Like, it was fucking amazing. It was brilliant. That's what every game, when it's a rivalry or a derby, that's what it should just be. Just absolute fucking chaos. Pure because chaos. Because everyone is so desperate to win it because of just what it means to the clubs. And that was bloody lovely. Benteke? Anything on Benteke? Or Zaha? Zaha was getting fouled a lot. He always does, but he needs to... We need something, someone else that can create something as much because he just gets triple teamed out of games. And then, especially in games like that, he gets wound up and tries to do everything himself. It's the same yeah. thing all the time. So what's up with Townsend? Because he kind of was another outlet. He, he had like quite a long injury, so he's just coming back now. And I think because of the state of the club... With injuries, we don't really want to rush anyone back gotcha. again because then it will just fuck us up. But Benteke got, I mean, he got a goal against Everton, didn't score against Newcastle, but he he looks like everything is back in his game mm -hmm. apart from just putting it in the back of the net. And the, the interplay between him and Ayu, as you could tell from the goal, like the presence to play that ball into Ayu was lovely. Uh, and he was getting up. He was beating uh, Lewis Dunk in the air quite a lot. Um, <laughs> oh, how did I forget this? Lewis Dunk, fucking clearance off his own, off the line by his own player. Lovely. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I forgot that too. There's so many things. Neil Morpay's face, defender of the game. Um, <laughs> oh, bloody lovely. Uh, yeah, it was good. And we won. That's what matters. At the scum's ground. Yeah. All right, let's power on then to the two Sunday matches. We can kind of take them both 
Uh, at the same time, thank you very much for the Sunday fixtures because they did not make Chelsea pay. We had Everton 1 to Manchester United 1. Everton very hard done by, and I don't just mean because of that wrongly disallowed goal at the end, 2.1 on XG to 1.1. So they definitely should have won that. Um, any Anyone want to chime in on anything about that match or specifically the... The disallowed goal at the end was the thing that I care about the most, really. Jordan Pickford is not good. Except for that double save. Holy shit. I saw one highlight, and that was the Fernandez goal, and that was about it. (laughs) (laughs) For for the United side of this, I will say, it's crazy how much, like, they needed someone who can pass in the middle of the pitch. They got someone who can pass in the middle of the pitch, and they are just light, light years better than they were before. Which is fine, as long as they just keep drawing games. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's fine with me. Yep, absolutely. They look so much better. It's crazy how much one signing can make a difference. Because he's not even like the best player in the league or the best passer in the league, but he is competent and above average. He's very good. That's unfair. He's very good. And like he is what they needed. Like just make, don't make fucking luxury signings. Chelsea, we don't need a striker this summer. Buy the players that you need that are good for the things that you need for your fucking squad. I don't want to give him too much credit. I feel like they just stumbled upon it. Okay. It doesn't feel like some grand plan from Solskjaer on this one. No. It seems to just be like they're just kind of seeing where it's going. If he starts winning some games, and I mean, God bless you, Ian. You keep going with jinxing him. I like it. Um, (laughs) If you could just say once again that they look like putting a good run together. They look like they're putting a good run together. Thank you very much. Um, It's just more that it has fortuitously happened and it's just a cyclical thing of eventually you're probably gonna win games you gotta trust the process as as a chelsea fan you gotta have a process well yes that's true (laughs) (laughs) that is true but yeah i don't know so let's let's take the everton side of it then um ian i know you have thoughts we kind of echoed each other's thoughts in the group chat earlier on the disallowed goal well what happened anyway is that sigurdsson gets fouled in the penalty area and uh, goes down and stays down, weirdly, even though the attack's sort of continuing. Um, so it was Calvert-Lewin, wasn't it, who uh, fired fired the ball in. It gets a massive deflection off uh, Harry Maguire. Uh, Sigurdsson gets out of the way and the ball slips in uh, on the, the near post. Uh, and De Gea's going in the other directions and nowhere near it. And yeah, then it gets, uh, it gets sent to VAR and... Uh, Sigurdsson's deemed to be offside so when they sort of replayed it it's very it's pretty clear that he doesn't Sigurdsson doesn't touch the ball so the only thing it it can be is that he's impeding De Gea's view or interfering in some way he's not near enough him to be interfering sort of physically so it's just that he's in this in De Gea's line of sight but it's just if you look back at it I just don't see how that is even possible to say yeah He's apart from the fact that he's on the floor, and I must admit, like when I first saw it, I was like, "Well, he's on the floor." De Gea standing up. That's you know, you can see over him. But there was an angle I saw where sort of you know, Gilfie sat up and De Gea sort of slightly crouched down, so you could go up oh, maybe. But then there's another angle, like taken from behind where the shot is, where it's that you can draw a clear line, and Sigurdsson's a foot out of the way. It's it's not impeding his vision at all. De Gea's got his eyes on the ball the entire time it happens. Well, yeah, and you know how else I know he could see the fucking ball? Because he went to dive in the direction yes. of where the shot was. <laughs> exactly, but he was travelling in the other direction and he couldn't get back And then it was a deflection time. off his own defender. That's what happened, yeah, exactly. That shit happens it, all the time. Like, 
He went to save it. It deflected off his defender and then it rolled in. Yeah. And they were like, well, it kind of rolled past a guy who was in the general vicinity of it. So he must have been impeding. But it's like, no, that's bullshit. It wasn't like it was the deflection off the defender that took that goal, the ball away from De Gea. All right, well, um, Everton, I think, a bit hard done by, but you know who weren't hard done by? Is Wolves. Wolves putting themselves well, truly back into that conversation for Europe. Their chances are up to 41% now, whereas Tottenham's dropped to 23. So they almost have double Tottenham's chances. Uh, They are 3-2 for Wolves, uh, 2.6 to 1.6. So the scoreline matches the XG. According to Understat, I'm sure if I looked at the other models, it would be approximately close as well. Um, hell of a match. Wolves, just a classic counterattack. And you want to talk about possession is dead. Tottenham had all of the ball. <laughs> Wolves scored with their first two shots. Um, and they like, but truly good value. Like that was one of those cases where Wolves don't want a lot of shots. They want really, really high percentage shots. Mm-hmm. And so despite not having any of the ball, despite not having all that many shots at the end, by the end of the match... They are truly, truly good value for their three goals. They're annoyingly good. Why annoying? Because it's like they've just had a clear plan of what they can do. From the championship, they've set up with a manager who knows that. They've backed him. They've built a decent team that can play in multiple different ways. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chuck's saying all positive things. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's, but that's why it's annoying, because it's a club that... It's got, why can't my team be like that? Ah, <laughs> there, right, there we go. There but, there, is. but there is, and there's, there's so many teams that must feel like similarly frustrated. Basically, everyone who belongs in the amorphous blob of shit right. should look at a club like Wolves and be like, for fuck's sake, it can be done. And like really genuinely putting themselves back into that European conversation because they're at 41% and the next highest team is United at 53. Does that take into account I don't know whether you'd have this to hand, but obviously Wolves have also just reached a round of 16 for Europa League. Uh-huh. And so if they win the Europa League, I think they still get a Champions League spot. So oh, I see that... what you're saying. Is, is that in that percentage? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it does take... It's a holistic model, so it's not just based off of like XG or anything. This is 538. Um, it's okay. not open source, so you can't see exactly what their methodology is, but they do have a pretty long article explaining it. Um, and it takes into account a lot of things. Obviously, XG correlates strongly. But it does take into account their performances in Europe, their likelihood of winning other competitions. So it would have the Europa League in there. Um, and they, they have like a really, really comprehensive ELO rating, I think is what they call it. Um, I could be on the wrong word there. but Also known as the Mr. Blue Sky algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which takes into account the strength of schedule, how they've performed in all various competitions, and sort of implies how good of a team they are on top of like not just their XG numbers. And then... What they do is they have – it's called a Monte Carlo simulation. This is probably more stats than you actually wanted, but I don't care because I get to talk about this for once. Um, and so what they do is they the take all this data um, collecting the strength of all the teams basically in the league based off of their performances in a lot of competitions and so forth and so on. And then they put all that data into a computer and they have the computer simulate the rest of the league, like all the fixtures, thousands of times. And then they take the average of all of those simulations. That's called a Monte Carlo simulation. And then that's how they kind of project like where your teams are going to end up, what points they're going to end up with. (laughs) So it's very, very advanced modeling. It's not just like, here's expected goal difference, like I usually do. So you're saying it's it's a bit better than like what I used to do on Championship Manager in like 2002. A little bit, yeah. A little bit more involved than that. 
Okay. Yeah, a little bit. But so they're up to 41%. They are like very genuinely in that conversation. They're not that far behind Man United now. And they have put plenty of room between them and Spurs. Beefy Boy, resident Beefy Boy of Wolves, did seem to dislocate his shoulder and then just popped it back in and, <laughs> and just jumped back on. I don't know if you guys saw that. Not even a problem anymore. So yeah. he just he, It's clearly a, a, a recurring issue for him. And it's just, yep, just pop that one back in. Off we go. Keep playing. I don't know whether to sell him in FPL. I've got no idea what to do with him. Because <laughs> it's just sort of, he seems to have a shoulder problem, but continues to play and does fine. I mean, he didn't he didn't get anything, uh, didn't get any goal involvement this time, did he? But uh, No, but he was a menace. He always looks good. That's the thing. Yeah, you if yeah. you watch it, it's sort of always fun to own him and watch watch a Bulls game. So yeah, and like I know that like pace and power is like a very problematic phrasing for black players, both because of like the racist implications, but then also like when teams are recruiting, they don't look for black players that are technically skilled. They look for black players that are strong and fast because like Physically that's what they've sort of been yeah. the yeah. mentality that's been bred in. But he really genuinely is like so fucking strong and so fucking fast. It's insane. But he was what? He was off for like 30 seconds with a dislocated shoulder, just popped it back in and kept playing. He's a fucking hero. And he doesn't even go to the gym. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Beefy boy. Oh, he's he's real beefy, yeah. Can we just go, is that uh, official podcast name for him or is that just something you've yeah oh he's the resident beefy boy of the pod 100 percent. no veto veto no <laughs> not beefy boy of the pod beefy boy would you prefer thick lad <laughs> all of these are awful i stand by it okay beefy boy and on that note <laughs> take a quick break and we'll come back and see if we have any uh listener questions and FPL stuff. And uh, so stick around. We might even get to talk more about the Beefy Boy during the FPL section. So I hope see you after the jump. Welcome back to the Jordan Ayu podcast, where we talk a little bit of Jordan Ayu and a whole lot of Jordan Ayu. I'm just kidding. Uh, suck it, Brighton. Doubt we've actually genuinely got any fans that listen to us. Um, let's begin with our fantasy FPL section. Uh, or, well, I'll tell you what, I'll do a quick mention. Predictor League, we went for it last week. Uh, Oscar, you're winning by six points. There Yay! You go. I'm the Leicester, baby. Worst two first. Worst two first. You're the Leicester, Leicester a third, mate, and drop in. When they won the title, remember they like were like st- relegation oh, favourites yeah, okay. and they blah, blah, barely blah. scraped by the season before. Fantasy Premier League, we did shit, but so did everyone. So that's fine, 30 points uh, for the Ooh. week. Uh, yeah, Jimenez got seven, Pope got ten, our captain Salah ended up on four, Tanganga one, Stevens nil. Alexander-Arnold, one. Bolly, nil. Traore, two. Sorry, Beefy Boy, two. <laughs> Lucas Moura, two. Perez, two. Ings, one. But, I mean, that's all right because the, the overall average was something like 26. So. Overall average is 26, yeah. Low week, everyone. Everyone, literally everyone uh, scored low points this week. How about you, gents? How was your week? Uh, 36. Oh, 36. That's not good. No. I mean, I don't. I have Pulisic in my team, and I just brought him <laughs> in last week, so that's how much I'm paying attention. 
I just want him to be healthy. So I was like, if I bring him in, he'll get healthy maybe, but no. It's not Is this just sort of like a like a wishful thinking, like a putting the vibes out into yeah, the world yeah, and yeah, hoping yeah. it? Yeah, very much. <laughs> That's nice, 36, yeah, 10, 10 above average. That's good. Uh, I got 42, uh, took a hit though, nice. so ended up on 38. Uh, got Vardy out with about five minutes to go before the deadline because I saw those leaked team sheets that he wasn't even in the squad. And he was my fucking captain until then, so I had about five minutes of panicked fucking... I had the exact same oh, as you. Yeah, God, yeah. I was panicking. And I ended up going Vardy to Giroud, uh, which wasn't the worst thing in the world. No, that's a cheeky punt. Somehow got an assist off the crossbar. That was a bit yep. weird. Yep, legitimate assist. Thank you. Yeah, totes. and um, yeah, ended up captain captain in though Trent because uh, I fancied a differential, as I said in my Patreon mini pod, and um, that didn't work out, did it? So yeah, thirty eight though, and a decent like twenty k, I think, rank jump. So yeah, nice, not bad. What about yourself, Chuck? Ah, well, I wildcarded because I got bored of my team. Oh, of course you did. Yeah, I saw an early an early one that really looked like a flavour of the month wildcard. Did you go massively go with that in the end? Pretty yeah. much did. Put it out to Patreons. Everyone said don't do it. It's a bit <laughs> stupid. Well, sixty eight points, mate. Fuck a duck, really. Sixty eight points, and I still had bloody eleven points for Guaita on the bench, oh, and right. seven points for Bergvine on the bench. Bergvine, but I don't mind because I Pope. All right, so you got a clean sheet anyway for your keeper. Yeah, that was. I was very hopeful, especially as the Palace one was first. Right. Uh, <laughs> Palace game, so it was like brilliant. I've just watched Guay to get all of these saves, and yeah. I even checked midway through the game. I was like, "Damn it, he is on my bench." But yeah, mate, I had Pope, Taylor, Van Arnholt, Doherty, uh, Fernandez, uh, Jota. Yeah, mate. That's an amazing score this week. I mean, you must have absolutely flown up the ranks. I got an overall rank of three thousand. On the game week? On the game week, yeah, Bloody and jumped 230k to uh, just oh, outside 200k hell. now, so yeah. I'm crowing about 20k, <laughs> and you Not jumped up 200k. Too shabby, and oh, if if Liverpool had not been shit, although, you know, I'll, I'll take it, uh, you know, we probably would have, everyone would have jumped about another 30, so it could have gone up to nearly 100, but auntie had balls and would be my uncle and all that shit. Exactly. Damn, that is a much better game week rank than my team. I was at 6,917,000. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm logged into the wrong account. This is the uh, my second team. Oh, right. Have you got a secret second team, you cheating bastard? Oh, you know about this. Our listeners did not step up last week, so I go ahead and uh, took oh. it upon myself to get the all-penis 11. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I didn't actually know you'd registered it. I thought that... Okay, no, no, fine, no, right. it's fully in. We need to get it into the map league. Okay. The, uh, we, can I take you guys through the team? I'm weirdly proud of this. <laughs> okay. Go. Let's okay. do this. You've got a penis 11. Yep, so the name of the team is getting willy with it. <laughs> uh, the name of the owner is Richard Johnson. Nice. Yep, he is from the Isle of Man, <laughs> and he good, supports yes. Man City. Let's see, my two keepers are... Willie Caballero and Woodman. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yep. Uh, the defense is as such. Willie Bolly. Got to get Willie in there. Yep, of course. Willie Bolly. Uh, we got Fox. We got Sacco. <laughs> we got Johnson. And we got Stones. Glenn Johnson. Still uh, there. I don't even know what Johnson, because he did not play. None of these guys play. I have 24 in the bank on this team. <laughs> okay, right. 24 million in the bank, right. Yep. Oh, we nice. got, um, in the midfield, we have Rodwell, 
small bone, <laughs> yeah, long bone. staff, <laughs> yes. good ridge, and mount. <laughs> mount. <laughs> yep. We are stretching the premise slightly, but yeah, okay. Absolutely. And then up front, this was where I struggled because there's like Eastwood, Greenwood, and just wood. So I just put the regular wood in. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's an open goal, really, isn't it? I have You've all long... got to put wood in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one is good in this particular order, too. It is Long Wood McBurney. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gotta go get that looked at, McBurney. Yeah. That's a strong effort. Yeah, right? Rodwell, Smallbone, Longstaff. <laughs> <laughs> There's two Longstaffs as well. You could have just doubled up and... Double Ender. Mm. Um, no, don't say that. Um, we did also, we did have a, another uh, 11 suggested by uh, Sam Danby on our Slack. Uh, this is old school as well, and it's not really just penises. He's just gone, it's, it, I think it's like a rude things 11. Gotcha, gotcha. okay. So uh, in goal is David Seaman. Yeah, I mean, good. that's route one, but yeah, he's gone. Dick Dunn, Richard Dunn. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> obviously, Willy Bolly. Yeah. Uh, he's then got uh, Danny Shitu. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, midfield, he's got uh, Lars Bender. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Brother of Sven Bender. Uh, is there another one where we could have had two? Okay. Yeah, double Bender. Right. He's gone for Willy Smallbone. Um <sighs> Ralph Minge. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't Googled any of these. I don't actually know if they're even players, some of them. Oh, uh, a- Andre Muff. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Stefan Kuntz. I'm going to I'm gonna pronounce that properly because I think it's very rude. Yep. Uh, and save yourself, bleep bleep. yourself there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, and then uh, David Goodwillie and Paul Dickoff. Of course. <laughs> of course. The classics. Yeah. Seaman at the back really spraying passes all over this field. <laughs> oh. And hold on. There goes our last female listener. Bye. <laughs> yeah. It is exclusively 12-year-old boys. I also just remembered, in like just right now, that my brother's neighbor, who's like a 12-year-old boy and an 11-year-old boy, listens to us every week. Remember that? That is not our responsibility. No, not at all. But he is, <laughs> he is dying right now. So you're welcome. Go ahead and share that with your friends at school. Yeah. And if he gets pocket money, uh, uh, patreon.com forward slash miles of sci-fi. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm not above it, but wow. No, no. We've, we'll put in a tier where we just do a dick joke section every week. Well, that's just the pod. That's just the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, let's do transfers then. Transfers for the pod team. What have we got suggested? Oh, you're going to bring us back from Dick... Oh, fine. We'll actually do the podcast. Um, Well, last week, I didn't win again, but I would have suggested Patrick Van... I got Patrick Van Arnholt. He would have got eight points. Dwight McNeil, three points. Still better than Bolly and Lucas Mora. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just the public, so it's not your fault, mate. Not your fault. It's all. It's the rest of them. It's the rest of them. Uh, So, Joe Gomez, yellow, not playing. For some reason, still didn't play injured, and they picked Lovren. Joe Gomez, (laughs) out. Patrick Van Arnholt, in. I'm doing oh, this. I quite like that, actually, yeah. Boom. He's going to be your Pulisic. You're just going to keep suggesting it until we <laughs> yeah. actually get him. Yeah, <laughs> but I will not suggest to transfer him out if we get him. Uh, still winds me up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Gomez out, Van Arnholt, in. Yeah, cool. Once Pulisic is healthy, this section is going to get very repetitive. <laughs> Oscar, what are you suggesting? Iosi uh, Perez for Sar. Sar had himself a good week. Uh, he's probably going to jump in price. Wolves seem to be in a bit of form lately. Doesn't play for Wolves, but yeah, okay. Oh, Watford, fucking hey. 
whatever. Fuck it. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wolves. Oh, God. I'm tired. So, per- uh, Yosi Perez for Sar. <laughs> yeah. And Ian, your traditionally boring pick of the week is. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, get rid of Tanganga. Uh, absolute dog shit. And uh, let's get in uh, Sheffield United's, uh, what's his name? Egan or something. Egan. So must get in Spurs players for the upcoming double game week. So you transfer out a Spurs player. What what upcoming double? Well, that's why you wanted to get a Spurs player in, mate. Or something. I don't know. I don't pay attention to the FPL nerds. I just wildcarded. I just wildcarded. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Definitely wasn't me. Been a good player. was on Oscar's wildcard. It's nothing to do with me. And we don't know about any doubles yet. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Sheffield fucking... United have got Norwich and Newcastle next, so let's have a couple of clean sheets off of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, good shout. Bollocks, I need to get Lundstrom back. <laughs> He's about 8 million now. Can't be bothered. Nah, fuck that. Okay, so those are suggestions. Uh, Ian's whole man. Ian's whole man. Love it. Um, right, last week we were asked a question about uh, dating, whether we had had any dating disasters, and uh, Chuck had. Uh, <laughs> Andy on the Slack uh, came in, and he has a first date story of his own. Uh, he said, on first dates, I once had a bad first date in Bromley, incidentally. Well, so it's your, your neck of the woods as well. Yeah, it also just shows how much of a void of fun it is. Andy says, uh, he was in a pub. Uh, went to the toilet, and on the way back, there was a couple of guys with their backs to me blocking my way. I said, excuse me, mate, and they totally ignored me. Said it again, totally ignored me again, so I thought, fuck you guys. Barged in between them, nearly knocking one of them flying. Uh, returned to the table, and the girl I was with was totally aghast. I turned around to notice that the two guys were in a group of people using sign language to speak to one another. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that's why he's a Patreon. He fits right in. <laughs> Imagine. Wow. Imagine. And that's why he moved to Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, specifically. Imagine the hot shame that would come oh, over you. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, do you, I, I haven't got anything else, but do you reckon he went and apologised afterwards? Or just... No, you got to double down. Yeah. <laughs> really? What? Pull out their hearing aids and chuck them in a pint? What? <laughs> <laughs> What's doubling down in that situation? Aggressive eye contact. Um, okay. That's all. That's your go-to. It is. It is. It's yeah. my move. Thanks for sharing, Andy. Yeah. yeah. And if you are a similarly terrible person and want to get in on that Slack and share with us yeah. your stories, go ahead and go to patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod or milesoffsidepod. One of those. Ian knows it. This is his job <laughs> Patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod. There you go. Uh, and you can send us your questions and your stories on the Patreon Slack. Yeah. Emu Plains, get back in touch. Come on, give us another one. <laughs> yeah. uh, he did have another one as well, another first date, where the girl turned up 45 minutes late because she was in the cinema. Uh, I don't know whether that was planned, dating someone else, who knows. <laughs> then proceeded to spill a full drink onto my lap later in the evening. Uh, that was 12 years ago, and she's now the mother of my children. Hey! So, so, some of them work out. All right. Yeah, good that he identifies that as a bad date. <laughs> a bad first date, yeah. Guessing she's not a listener. Yeah, almost definitely not. Almost certainly. Uh, by the way, we were listening back to the pod last uh, week, and Emily was like, you could have probably talked about our first date. And I was oh. like, sorry, what? And she was like, yeah, I almost fucking passed out. Was it just bad for her? Yeah, basically. No, the date itself was pretty good, but she had given blood that morning. She had, like, donated blood. 
And then when I picked her up, uh, she lived on like 22nd Street and 8th Avenue. And I was like, we were going to Times Square. I was like, let's walk, which is about a three and a half mile walk. But I was like, it's really nice out. We should go for a walk. And she was like, uh, okay. Because she didn't want to like seem like a, you know, kind of a down wet blanket kind of person. And so she just went with it. And by the time we got to the theater, because we went to the movies, she was like really fucking pale, even oh for her. God. And like, <laughs> was like, I need to sit down. Um, I'm really dizzy. I was like, what the fuck? Why? What happened? I thought she was like making excuses, getting ready to go home. Be like, this guy's yeah, a fucking yeah, idiot. She's like, oh, I gave blood this morning and I haven't eaten. So she could have said that before you suggested the three mile walk or whatever. You know, well, I've lost an eighth of my blood capacity yeah. today, especially around competitive eater boy over here. Yeah, exactly. Like you mentioned food, he's duck right. That's it. Change all the plans. <laughs> yep. And then our, uh, I'm sure I've told our getting engaged story at some point as well, but that was an equally disastrous date that ended with us engaged so if you want to hear that i'll tell it on a patreon special so keep an eye out for that keep one in the bank there then okay another another one of our patreons uh jeff pedder he asks who's your most favorite and least favorite james bond oh do you mean does he mean actors or films how are we taking this i assumed actors i don't i've never seen the old bonds i've only seen pierce brosnan and daniel craig of the two daniel craig is the better one so that kind of answers itself yeah, yeah. But I mean, in general as well, the films are just better. Yeah. Well, sure. That's true of all films. Like, if you watch old movies, like, I love Rocky One, but any movie made before, like, 1977 is really fucking weird. They'll just have, like, half-hour scenes in the middle of nothing happening, and you're like, what is the pacing here? <laughs> what, like, did you guys just not know how to write things? What the fuck is this? Like, there's a, there's a full-out scene where he's just, like, in a pet store for, like, 20 minutes. Just, like, looking at fish and walking around. I was like, this is not... Like, what are you doing? I don't want to stereotype you, but I I like that you're such a Marvel fan. And it just... It feels like you're saying, why has nothing exploded? What's- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When's Michael Bay getting here? <laughs> but old movies are really weirdly paced, right? Like, it, it doesn't keep moving. I mean, it was just a different time. Well, yes, it's the past. <laughs> yes. I know you struggle with understanding that, but like, yes, that is, that's correct. Actually, that you got that one right. clarification for myself. Um, but to say that there's like all the movies before 1975, is that's ridiculous. I stand by it. I said what I said. I'd love to pull some examples right now, but I don't know any dates of movies. <laughs> can't think of anything. <laughs> and the only old film I can think of is Gone with the Wind and fuck that garbage. Yeah. Speaking of pacing, it's seven hours long. Nazi pacing. Okay. Well, <laughs> just got that joke. <laughs> um, it's a Wonderful Life. I mean, that's a Christmas film. That's a, that's an old Christmas film. Do you not like that? Oscar? That film sucks. Yeah, I don't like it. If it wasn't for Christmas, I would fucking hate it. Because it's Christmas, I'll tolerate it once every few years, but I'm not trying to watch that shit every year. <laughs> Garbage. Yeah. Old movies suck. I'm sorry. Some of them are like, oh, classics of cinema. I went to film school. La-di-da. Fuck you. It's boring. Nothing happens. Ugh. Don't don't make me watch anything from before 1975. I will. I refuse. So, Timothy Dalton. (laughs) Okay. um, So, let's go to uh, our producer, Nate Whittam. And uh, he wants to know, what's your go-to Subway order? Come on, beefy boy. What are you, what are you having? <laughs> uh, the garlic and herbs bread, obviously a foot long, with 
teriyaki chicken breast, some tomatoes, some diced onions, and some red wine vinegar, and mozzarella cheese if they have it, which not every Subway does. If they don't, then I'll get like a, I don't know, whatever cheese is closest to a mozz. Where's where's the red wine vinegar going? Yeah, that's a strange one. On top of the teriyaki sauce on the chicken. You just get vinegar and put that on there. Wait, how does Subway work over there? Because over here, you like pick a bread, you pick a meat, you pick some toppings, and then yeah, they yeah, no, like, no, no. spray same, some sauce all over it. Exactly yeah, yeah, no, it works like that. But I just don't think uh, there's, I just don't think there's a canister of vinegar in our ones, and just, no, there's no just like chuck red vinegar wine vinegar in not in the UK. Oh, over here there is. It's what, you can get like mayo, you can get ketchup, you can get barbecue sauce, you can get yeah, so- sauces, sauces. Yeah, that's all fine. That's <laughs> it's, all. It's yeah, the you vinegar. can get like equation. a vinegar thing. That goes great with like a chicken and mozzarella and is like it a just balsamic. vinegar. But is it literally just vinegar? It's not like made. No, it's into like some... a red wine vinaigrette. Oh, oh okay, right. right. Okay, there we go. Right, I genuinely thought because because I don't know. There's obviously balsamic vinegar's got a very specific flavour and blah blah. Red wine vinegar is just it's just vinegar. It's it's not like it's not something I'd choose to put on something. I suppose if it's in an oil thing, maybe. But yeah, I thought you were just literally just dousing it in acid and just. Oh yeah. no, it goes great with like a chicken tomato mozzarella. It's almost like not quite a pesto sauce, but the combination of the teriyaki and the red wine vinaigrette is like a sweet and tangy. Yeah. It's okay. real good. It's real fucking good. Chuck, do you go to Subway much? Uh, if I go to Subway, I'm getting maximum value for money. I'm getting I'm getting everything in there. Everything. Everything in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can well imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Just more fillings than bread. Yeah. Italian BMT, which I don't know what Ooh. the BMT stands for. Bacon mozzarella tomato? Meatballs? No. Meatballs, probably. No, no idea. See, it's just it's just spicy meat. No one knows. No one knows. Okay. There's no, no okay. way to know. It's just like three different meats and then all of it. Usually the garlic and herb one as well. Or maybe the, the cheese. The cheese the five cheese one? one they do now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good. Um, everything in there. When they say, do you want jalapenos? Yes, I want jalapenos. Yes, please. When they say, do you want pickles? Yes, I want pickles. Ugh, ugh. See, that makes no sense. Pickles. That makes no sense because the pickle is the exact... You've just said you put a red it's wine vinaigrette. the same vinaigrette. taste profile as a vinaigrette. Yeah. Pickles are disgusting in everything. They ruin every fucking but food. They, Get them off my plate. They taste the same as a, vinegar, as a vinegar. It's just... It's that False. taste profile. Nope. Also, well, it's it a red is. wine vinaigrette, not a red wine vinegar. Yeah, okay, just to yeah. just to clarify. <laughs> You're the one yeah, who said pickles. red wine vinegar. You're the one who said this on this. Sorry, I misspoke. Okay, <laughs> fuck pickles. Yeah, pickles. You dick. It's the one food thing like I I actually get angry with you for because I can't trust people that don't like pickles. I don't trust people that like pickles. So <laughs> well, get in the get in the scene. That's where we are. Yeah. Do you like pears also? No pear. Yeah. It's a bad apple. It's an apple that's been sitting out for seven hours and it's the wrong shape. That's what a pear is. <laughs> Fibrous. I'll admit it's a strange consistency. Yeah, you just bite them and they Grainy. just sort of disappear under your teeth and I'm just like, yeah, it's just, no. It's I don't disgusting. Like. Good. Okay, so we're officially anti pears, but it sounds like pro pickles. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's how, again, democracy works. But you know how I know that we have bad opinions? Because we are pro pickles and pro coronavirus, so... We're not. I'm not pro coronavirus. No, no, we said it. <laughs> Don't back down now. Um, but yeah, my subway sandwich. Uh, <laughs> I then get a spicy sauce. Whatever. I don't know what hot chili they have. Hot chili, probably sriracha. Now that's what all the hipster kids are having. Mix it with mayo, you pricks. What about you, Ian? Footlong. <laughs> sorry, penis. is that my sorry, nickname? Sorry, that was now? just my penis. Not about. <laughs> <laughs> Footlong and beefy boy. That's he a... likes a 12-stitch sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's a 12-stitcher. It's got to be. 
Um, I don't think I've been to Subway in about 20 years. I haven't been since university. I can't remember what. what Probably why they're all closing down. What's me specifically? Yeah. Right, well, that wraps it up for uh, listener questions this week. So uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we're Mars Offside Pod on Twitter and Instagram and also probably Facebook. Um, and you can email us. Um, we didn't get any emails this week. The flood stopped. Um, no, so, yeah, they breached the dam. <laughs> yeah. Miles no, the off- opposite. <laughs> but it's uh, milesoffsidepod at gmail.com. And also, let me do my sort of one monthly thing where I try and get uh, a review. Review us five stars wherever you get your pods. Uh, actually, there is... We did get one review uh, after my oh. last shout-out. Uh, let me just right. pull it up now. It was in America. We're always like the American reviews because we don't have as many of them as we do elsewhere. Uh, it true. was um, It was five stars, so we're very happy with that. And Hola. it said, um, a nerdy Guatemalan New Yorker, an ageing bald guy... And a jaded food industry worker discussed the finer points of asbestos, mittens, and occasionally football or soccer. Jokes aside, give it a listen. I look forward to it every week. So I'd like to thank you, uh, Tug Johnson. uh, (laughs) Put him in the team! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Do we think that's his real name? (laughs) I have no idea. I assume that's a pseudonym, but it's one I'm very much here for. He is the most astute observer of things. <laughs> Very much mittens? so. We fall into all of those categories. Yeah, Wait, can I was mittens? a little bit confused with mittens. I, I think maybe maybe with the socks thing. Oh, I take it back then. He's never listened. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he references quite a lot of our uh, key yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he clearly knows the podcast better than we do, because I'm sure he's right. We probably had a funny conversation about mittens at some point, or at least a conversation about mittens. <laughs> maybe. But I do not remember this. Chuck, do you remember Mittens? <laughs> Sounds like you're talking about a cat that you had that died. <laughs> Kitten Mittens. Gone but not forgotten. R.I.P. in peace, Mittens. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. So yeah, if I can do a shout out for a review, if you've ever thought, oh, I like that podcast, because we've we've learned recently that we've had we've retained some listeners for years, mm. and that's insane to us. Just Yeah, it's wild. It's really nice. It's really nice, yeah. Just chuck us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, give us a little review, and I'll, I'll read it out, especially if your name's Tug Johnson. I'll always read that out. You're getting the armband in the penis 11, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's got to get the armband. Um, before we move on to fixtures next week, gents, yeah. I've, I've prepared a little something for you, if you're interested. Oh. Now, back of the net spend received <laughs> oh, grave review. It did, yeah. Oh, boy. So how about another little quiz? <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh, I fucking love a quiz. Okay. He loves a quiz. Uh... Insert witty name for quiz here. <laughs> right, if you think about it in the next couple of days, just send me it and I'll chuck it in. Editor's note, he didn't. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, I'd also like a bed for this one, oh, which God. I will uh, let you know later. Um, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll find it, don't worry. He didn't do that either. About a month ago, and this is when I prepared this, um, <laughs> we had a question from a person about our favourite seasons for our teams. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oscar, you went for 09-10 season for Chelsea. Yep. Ian, you went for the turn of the millennium Peterborough side. Yes. So I thought I'd prepare a few questions to see how much you guys know or remember Jesus. about your favourite seasons. Oh, dear. oh, I like this. It is weighted to Oscar advantage. 
as he is sort of Rain Man in all of this shit. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Especially I guess. as films didn't exist before 1975 and football didn't exist before 2008. Um, yep. 2004. Thank you very much. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, so. Five questions each. Oh. Some of them are two-parters. I've got a tiebreaker as well. It's all very exciting. <laughs> oh so anyone want to go? prefer to go first? Ian or Oscar? I'm going to do badly. Um, Ian, take it, take it away. Why okay, don't, ladies first. I'll go so, Peterborough United in the 99-2000 season. Yep. What was the shirt sponsor? <sighs> the shirt sponsor, right. Okay. Um, I am going to go uh, Thomas Cook. That is incorrect. Oh. Uh, Oscar, I could give you the chance to steal, but no fucking way. Uh, oh, let, it- me, let me try. Let me try. I'll just say a random thing. Who knows? Uh, Subway sandwiches. <laughs> no, it was Damn simply it. the posh. Oh, God, it was when we were self... Yeah, okay. Self-sustaining. So that was probably the easiest one. So this isn't going to go well for you. Uh, Oscar, this same question. This is so fun. Who was the Chelsea sponsor in 2009-2010? Sam. Oh, for Done. fuck's sake. Yes. I have 50 Chelsea jerseys. I know the sponsors. <laughs> like, yes, he remembers which defunct competition he got as the, the, the armband. Um, Ian, you said your favourite player that year was David Farrell. Yeah, yeah. How many goals did he score? I'm going to give Ooh. you one either side. He was a midfielder. Um winger I think and how many goals did he score I will go with nine. Oh, it was only six oh. Oh, that's close give it to him <laughs> give him the point <laughs> I mean it's a pity point we'll see we'll see where his final score is and then we'll do it okay, uh, right. Oscar your favourite player from that year was Michael Ballack Oof. how many goals did he score <laughs> I have no idea no idea. I'm just going to throw a number out there. I don't think it was that many. So I'm going to say five. It was five! Oh, <laughs> oh God. No way! Absolutely ninja. Exactly five. It was so long ago, I can't remember if that was all competitions or just the league, but who knows. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't believe I got that. Ian. Yeah. What position in the table did Peterborough finish that year? We'll go one either side again. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Well, we finished it. Was, obviously, it was playoffs. Um, oh, fuck. Uh, but we did we scrape it because we needed that run, didn't we? Uh, oh shit. Um, sixth, fifth. But I'll give it. I'll give it you. I'll give it you. And a bonus <laughs> yeah. point. Again, one either side. How many points did you finish on? Oof. Oh god. Uh, Memory. Forty-six game season. Uh, we finished. We finished fifth. Um, I will go seventy-three. Oh, I'm tempted. Seventy-eight. Oh no, that's too far away. That's okay. too far. That's too far. Oscar. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> How many goals did Chelsea score? What? One hundred and three. Yep. Nailed it. And For fuck's sake, this is ridiculous. We were the first team to break 100. That's why yeah, I remember that. That's was a the big problem deal. with that question. Bonus point, what was your positive goal difference? Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 78. 71. Oh. You are shit at this game. <laughs> God, that's Ian. an incredible goal difference anyway. So got... Yeah, that's quite good. Uh, you had... Two 
notable out transfers <laughs> to Tottenham that year. Okay. Can oh. you name the two players? Okay, I might be able to. Uh, was one uh, Matty Etherington? Yes. And wow. the other one would have been Simon Davis? Bingo! Yes. Nailed Good them both. recall. Holy Four. shit. Go on. Bonus point. What was the combined fee you received for those two players? Okay. Combined fee was it? I reckon it would have been like... I'll give you 100k either side. Okay. I'll go 1.1 million. Oh, no. 700k. Fuck ah. all. <laughs> Oscar. Yeah, I'm going to get this wrong. I don't know transfers. That year, Chelsea signed Nemanja Matic. What oh. was his transfer fee? Uh, Again, 100k either side. Uh, 15 million. 15 million. You were only out by a multiple of 10. 1.5 million. <laughs> yeah, I told you. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know about transfers back then at all. And for a bonus point, I've already put you've got this wrong. What was the club he signed from? Oh, um, shit. Oh, fuck. No, that's not the club. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Man oh, I know this. In the corner of your No, mind. I can't. I don't remember. I'm going to say Benfica, but that's wrong. Completely wrong. MFK Kojice. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know that. Okay, never mind then. I'm assuming they play in his home nation of <coughs> Serbia? Oh, yeah, you said Serbia, Serbia yeah. Cashback! <laughs> right, Ian, here's the big one. Last question. Okay. This is where you can get it back. Because there are... I'm going to say there's six points on offer here. <laughs> is that engineered so as I could win it? <laughs> Correct. Big time. So... You famously, at the end of the season, went on a run of six games, winning five of those games. Yeah. Can you name the five teams you beat? (laughs) There's no way I'm going to be able to name five teams. Okay. I'll give you six guesses to get five teams. Six guesses to get five teams. So you've got one gimme. Okay. Uh, Right. I remember... (laughs) I remember Rochdale... Correct. That we talked about, I'm sure. Um, I'm reaching. Um, Reach deep into Ian's hole. Uh, I know who's in the playoffs as well. Uh, Chester City. Correct. Um, You're going to beat me. Um, Barnet. No, no, that's your gimme gone. No, Barnet was the... F- well, your extra guess. Barnet was the first uh, playoff. So that's three guesses. Um... Oh, God, I'm sweating. Um, <laughs> um, oh, I know who was in the league that year. Um, Brighton. Yeah, yeah, baby. Loved wow. seeing that. So that's three. So you've got two more guesses to get the last two. Um, okay, who else was in the league that year? That, um, York City. No, uh, one more guess. Oh, you let me have one more. Well, you've got one. I gave you six. You've had oh, five okay. guesses. Okay, but I'm not going to get them all now, am I? Um, That's maths. Yeah, um, Leighton Orient. No, oh. you missed Exeter and Halifax. Oh, okay. Two right. notable teams. Uh, your bonus point, who was the loss to out of those six games? Oh, Not a clue. I'll just pick another team in the league. Um, Swansea. No, it was Torquay. Torquay, yeah, So, okay. that puts you, Mr Ian Simpson, on one, two, three, four, five, six. I didn't do five, too bad then six. at the end. Six okay. out of some. 
Uh, haven't added it up. How many you got? Six, six. Uh, Oscar, you are currently on one, two, three. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Ian's gonna win. I'm not gonna get three of these. I'm assuming you're gonna ask me the last round of the last ten fixtures or whatever. No. So yours is again. It's a five parter. Okay. So you've got five points on offer here, and you don't get a bonus because fuck you. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Notably, I think it was on the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Chelsea had an emphatic 8-0 victory mm-hmm. against Wigan. Mm-hmm. That was the first Chelsea match uh, Emily ever watched. Lovely. Can you name the five goal scorers? Ooh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Nice. Um, uh, Anelka, Drogba, Lampard, yes, yes, yes. Maluda. Oh. No. And Deco. No. <gasps> We're going to a tiebreaker. Yes. He's oh, only got fuck. three. Drogba got a hat trick on that day, I think. Yep. I remember he got in an argument with Lampard over the penalty. Yep. Because normally Lampard was a penalty taker, but Drogba was up against Rooney for the golden boot. And so he needed that penalty. And even though we were up like 4-0, there was like, they got in an argument about it. And then Drogba ended up taking it. I remember that. Amazing. Yeah. So you got Drogba, Anelka, Lampard. The others was Solomon Kalou and <sighs> Ashley Cole. Oh, this is a goal Ash. scorer. So that, let me just double check. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, that makes it six all. Wow, okay. Wow. So the tiebreaker is how many goals have Crystal Palace scored in the Premier League? This season? Ever. ever. Oh, ever. Oh, God. Oh, God. Since inception of the league in 1992. Yep. Now... I think one of you, because I don't want to do that bullshit thing where one says an answer and one says one above. So have either of you got a pen and paper really close to hand? Uh, yeah, I can get one. Right. So Oscar, you're going to write your answer down. Okay. And then Ian's going to give his answer out. Okay. okay can you, we get a hint of some sort? Like how many mm. years they've, how many seasons Crystal they've Palace had? Is the hint. How <laughs> many goals have Crystal Palace scored? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Okay. okay. I, like, I have no sense of how many years they've been in the Premier League before 2004 at all. Okay, then. I feel like I'm at a significant disadvantage in that regard, but Yeah, fine. I mean, Ian isn't a Crystal Palace fan, so <laughs> I'm a Crystal Palace fan and I didn't know this until I Googled it. So, how many goals? And that's including this week. I hope I've added this up right. <laughs> did you add them up by hand, did you? <laughs> I can't remember when I put the tiebreaker in. <laughs> Because obviously this is about a month ago, so your seasons weren't going to change, but the tiebreakers changed. Yeah. But obviously it's closest to it, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So Oscar, is this prices right rules, like closest without going over, or just straight up nah, closest? Nah, 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 just closest, fuck that. So Oscar, have you written down an answer? No, I have not. <laughs> Still thinking. I am ready, I have, I'm going to be way off here, but I have written an answer down. So okay, right, so Ian, you ready to say yours? Yep. So, Mr. Stimson... How many goals have Crystal Palace scored in the Premier League in the Premier League era? I'm going to go for uh, 382. 382. Jesus Christ, that's so far off of the answer that I said. <laughs> I don't, I've honestly got no idea. I can't remember how many seasons Crystal Palace have been in. Yeah, I don't have I, no idea. No, not a clue. Oscar, what is your answer? I think you're going to be mildly offended at how low this number is, but I said 150, and I can 150. hold the 150. <laughs> yes. What the f- I didn't need the calculator for this. <laughs> Ian Stimson wins the yes. quiz. Yes. You're both pricks. It was 450 goals. Oh, blimey. <laughs> okay. Okay. In 416 games, we have been in the Premier League four times outside of this 
bit now. <laughs> this season of this six. Season. So at ten seasons, it used to be a bigger league, so there was forty six games. Yeah. In the season. In my head I had like nine seasons, and that's See, in my head I had like five seasons. Right, okay. So that was my advantage there, yeah. Okay. Ah. Ian wins a quiz! There we go. I did not think I was going to win that. Matty Etherington and uh, Neither Simon Neither did Davis. I. I'm so proud of you. I've come up with this. I was thought, do I text Ian to tell him to revise the 99 yeah, that would have been nice, mate, if you'd have done that. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm quite happy with that. But he done and won it anyway. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, well done, Chad. I would that was not fun. mind a quiz every week. It's been long enough since the gaffer tapes were off the air that I don't think we'd be stealing it at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's I true. I fucking love a quiz. Yeah. Admin. Uh, so, but it is then one all. So I'll I'll come up with one more quiz for you two before the end of the season. I'm really mad at myself for not getting Ashley Cole because I know I knew that. Yeah, I fucking knew that. I rem- I can picture the goal. I've watched that DVD so many times. Fixtures <sighs> for next week, game week twenty nine. We are back with all of the teams. Uh, Ian, can it be a blank game week? Is that a thing? It's midweek of this uh, this week that we will know more about uh, game week thirty one. If you're into FPL, so uh, we'll know which teams go through and which teams will get a blank in game week thirty one. So don't hold off your transfers until the FA Cup games have gone out of the way. I would if you've got to plan for game week thirty one. Lovely. So, going through the fixtures, a potential banana skin again for Liverpool um, after they have, I believe, Chelsea in the week, actually. So, quite a big week for them. Then we've got Arsenal, West Ham, Palace, Watford. We're fucked. Yeah, bad time to play them, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sheffield United have got Norwich, Southampton, Newcastle, Wolves, Brighton. Burnley Spurs is the late kickoff on Saturday. Uh, Then we've got Chelsea, Everton on Sunday. Man United, Man City. That nothing game. Uh, and then Monday night football, Leicester, Aston Villa, a team massively out of sorts against a team massively out of sorts. <laughs> Villa did all right in the old, because they had the Carabao Cup final. Oh, of course, the Caribou Cup uh, was which today. We, we just don't haven't talked about it. Major, major trophy. We just glossed over it completely. Bring it on. Oh, who? Uh, City, I'm assuming City was in the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They scored two goals in a minute and that was it. Done. Oh, OK. All right. Well, here's where my head is at. I saw Leicester Villa on the screen there when I'm looking at the fixtures, and I was like, oh shit, Villa's in the Premier League. That's right. <laughs> so. Fucking <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, that's not the fixture I'm looking at. Anyway. <laughs> um, something I'll just, because it's been a bit of a Brighton bashing uh, affair, this podcast. Um, For the last two years, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Oh no, there was one week where I was nice to them. Were you? Two. Were you feeling yeah. all right? Bit, eh, bit. It's been a couple, you know. Sometimes, karmically, I just have to get a bit of balance. Yeah, a little bit of carrot for all the terrible amounts of stick. All that stick yeah. up inside them. Um, in their hole. Um, Brighton, I think, have got some iffy fixtures coming up. They've got Wolves next, as you said. Uh, then Arsenal, Leicester, Man United. Mm. They could be in trouble in the next it really didn't few. help. Like, all of the results went against them this yeah. weekend. Because even Newcastle got a point. Um, Southampton are above them but lost and they're kind of a bit too too far away but West Ham won Watford won Bournemouth got a point Norwich won yeah. Villa have got a game in hand so if I mean if Villa get win their game in hand then Brighton are pretty much in the relegation zone yeah I think you know, the momentum is not with them I mean you hear lots of good things about Graham Potter but I'm not really sure the players are doing it for him to be honest but that that was what was weird watching them play on, uh, on Saturday was that 
when they when it came to the end of the game and they need you know they finally put Dan Byrne in they brought Glenn Murray on um they do have a very very slow team and it was at that point you were like right well start banging crosses in and make problems for Palace that way because they've got a huge aerial threat their team is massive yeah. and and not very quick they would just then kind of shit in themselves and and trying to play little intricate passes and it almost seems like it's a trying to go so much away from the way Chris Hewton used to play right. to now playing this way. It's like the, the two things can't happen. But yeah, I'd, I'd be worried if, if I was Brighton, especially if Watford can can make the most of this result after a terrible run of form. Yeah, and if Watford can shut down Moy and Mopé, then like that's really all of Brighton's creative attacking threat. So yeah. I mean, Wolves. Wolves are playing Brighton, mate. But, you know, you've, you've made that mistake once already, so you just carry it on. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Teams that are W's so are transient. Watford aren't playing Brighton. It's Wolves. But, you know, it is what you it is. You just said Watford. Yeah, because we were talking about the teams doing well. Come on, Grandpa, wake up. Right, what is the game you're actually looking forward to this week that you know about? <laughs> Come on, let's spoon feed it to you. Here. I mean, it's only the big six teams, right? So City United. I need I need City to beat United. I need United to, to stop threatening to to catch us, so Chelsea Everton should be good. They're similar teams. Everton like a bogey team for you. Are they a team that you always they worry have about? been in years past? Not so much recently. Okay. Um. Honestly, like the only thing I'm looking for from Chelsea at this point is Ruben and or Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Like, can we stop running out Mount Giroud no. No. and Barkley as our front three, or Mount Giroud and Pedro as our front three? The William thing is actually really annoying me because clearly he's feuding with. Lampard over the contract negotiations. He's pushing because he wants a three-year extension. Chelsea never gives that long of an extension to people over 30 or the age that he is. So, And he's like, oh, I'm not signing two years. And then Frank is just not playing him, which would be great if we had Pulisic and Callum Hudson-Odoi. But we need Willian in the fucking lineup right now. So that's a little annoying. Be nice to see him play. We'll see what happens on Tuesday also with the Liverpool I didn't realise there was any sort of uh, backroom stuff going on with that. That's uh, that's all yeah. passed me by that. Okay. Yeah, it's not just beefy boy that's full of beef, mate. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, well, I'll say Wolves Brighton then. I want to see I want to see beefy boy uh, beat up on Brighton. A lot of bees there. All the bees. All the bees. And that's about all we got time for this week. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you for recording, gentlemen. Oh, thank you for the quiz, Chuck. Entirely impromptu quiz. Yeah, more of that, please. Uh, admin. Um, <laughs> say goodbye, Ian. Yeah, bye bye. Say goodbye, Oscar. Bye, Oscar. And bye-bye from me and the beefy boys. Bye-bye. Oh, I don't like that. Miles Offside is a Nate Whittam production.